Yo, what's good, y'all? We back again for another episode of 90s of New. This is episode or number seven, I believe. Is that right, Tino? How you doing? Are you Tino? Is I'm trying to see if Tino's with us. Can y'all hear him? Cause I can't hear him. We're on. We we were on mute, y'all. My bad. My bad. Yeah, yo, what's up, guys? How y'all doing today? How you doing today, Studio? Tino, I'm gonna need that to not be the way that you start off the the, the New Year. You know, I was- I was just looking in the mirror practicing. I forgot I was on mute. You know, I had to. I was talking to myself for a little minute. It's all good, though. Okay, okay. I'm glad you're with us. So, for anybody who doesn't know, I am Studio, and we may or may not have, you know, I think we got him now. My co host here with us, Tino in the building. Yo, yo. Okay. I'm here now. Yeah, so we here. The very first episode of the new year. So, happy new year to everybody out there. We made it. We made it. We made it, y'all. Tino, how was your new year? Yeah, this. This is the new, yeah. This is the first episode from the new year. Happy New Year, everyone! Yeah, Happy New Year, new Studio. Year, new Year's Eve. How was your? It was pretty. It was pretty good. I got, I got, I got pretty drunk off some, uh, some sparkling, you know, sparkling cider and some, whatnot. That was so. some, some sparkling cider. The uh, what is it, Martin Martinelli's? You had the Martinelli's. Yeah, yep. Or you had no, the Welch's. I had a little bit of Welch's and uh, I had another brand too. I forgot what it was. Okay, so you but got you know it. another hood fact for y'all: if y'all drink enough sparkling cider. It has the same effects. Well, I think it's a different type of sparkling cider out there that will seriously have that same effect. (laughs) I think it's an actual sparkling cider out there uh, that can actually give you that effect. I don't think it's Welch's or uh, Martinelli's. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. I don't think it's either one of those, but yeah, there's another type of sparkling cider out there. uh... If you drink some non-alcoholic apple cider, you know, if you drink a couple bottles, it's going to be like the same thing, y'all. Just... But your hood fact of the day is if you drink enough of, of the other yeah. kind, you know, you still. Either that or you're going to be running to the bathroom a lot. One of the two. Yeah, hey, one, hey, one of the two. <laughs> so no, you, you do anything special, though, for New Year's? Huh? Man, church. Well, sort of. You know, we had this big production type thing, which was, whoo, it was it was a lot. But it was it was cool, something cool and different to watch for the New Year and enjoy for the New Year. So I was busy doing some recording and editing and all types of things for that so when you know the day actually came i was like whoo sigh chill time (laughs) well sort of because your mind is always hoping everything flows right goes right but after that i tell you what i slept that was the best part (laughs) (laughs) that was the best part the the go to sleep part speaking of which you know i had the good do you know about tino the epic sunday nap you know or you go to church, well, probably not uh, as much in COVID, but then you just, Sunday, no matter what you're doing, I think, at some point in the day, you just lay down and take that epic Sunday nap. Oh, yeah, I know them Sunday naps. I'm telling you, I used to work 70 to 80, hour to, uh, 70 to 80 hours a week. Oh. Two, two jobs. I had one day off. So I worked six days a week. I had one day off and on Sunday. Sunday, I put my phone on silent. No one contacted me. It was just, that. pretty much the whole day was just sleep. I know about them Sunday naps for sure. So you didn't have like the epic Sunday nap. You had like the epic hibernation Sundays. Uh, yeah, I had a slumber. Yeah, we was, I was out. <laughs> epic the Sunday whole, slumber. Say 20 hours, I was out of there. Yeah, after <laughs> 70 or 80 hours, you probably just woke up on Monday, you know, went for, you just skipped Sunday, went from Saturday to yeah, Monday. Yeah, the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's The whole lot, day. Man. But yeah, no, I'm happy to be in the new year, kind of low key, which I was happy about um, New Year's Eve into New Year and New Year's. The new year has been good so far, so I'm excited about that. Excited about the new episode or jumping back into the podcast and jumping back into the episodes. Today, we are, oh, I was so happy that Different World redeemed itself this week, but we are on episodes 10 and 11 of A Different World and also episodes 10 and 11 of Family Matters. So let's start off kind of like we always do. We'll start off with Different World. Different World episode 10 was the first one, or as Tino would call it, one. Uh, (laughs) This particular episode is probably so confusing. We have the podcast episodes, which we're on seven. Then we're talking about two shows who were on episode 10 and 11. And then Tino, every episode, since we do two (laughs) of each show, call them one and two, episodes one and two. So people are probably like, uh, yeah, what episode? If they had the Hood Facts book, it would explain all of that to them. True, true. So pick up that hood fast book that's out, but not out. Expensive, but no price. 
you know, hood we'll fashion. Get that out there, so. <laughs> but episode 10 was the first episode. It was entitled Gift of Maggie. And actually, we probably should have, you know, looked ahead a little bit because this was a Christmas episode and it would have been perfect <laughs> a couple yeah. weeks ago for our Christmas episode. Um, as That's I funny said, that it was like two episodes out from the main one. I mean, from, you know, like, yeah. Isn't that funny? We were so close just by chance to the Christmas episode. Um, and I thought about yeah. the movies and whatnot, but I should have thought about the shows. But this one I thought was a lot better. It kind of started off. Let's talk about one of the first things, which was just weird to me in the early cast of Different World, was mm. Millie, who was kind of Whitley's crony. And she just did whatever Whitley said. And Whitley was mean to her. And she's like, oh, yeah, Whitley, I'm so like... <laughs> Do you have any self-esteem, Millie? And why? What happened? To, I, they should have had a spinoff of Millie to tell us how she got this way. Yeah, they did just like throw her into the mix. Yeah, and she was super like, I don't know if she was just her her crony. But some of the big stories from this episode, which they packed a lot more into, there was a lot going on in this episode. They I'll did. Be, so yeah, the theme of this was pretty much like it was all like Secret Santa based, and uh, with the gifts and stuff. That's how they started it all. Yep. They had the secret saying that they had the one of the big early things was, which was funny how they laid it out. But they started with um, Millie telling that Whitley's parents were getting a divorce, which obviously Whitley wanted to keep hush hush because she's always trying to keep this perfect image. But her parents are getting a divorce. And then eventually, apparently they did mention something that said um, her parents had kind of already been breaking apart somewhat. But they right. just announced at the beginning of the episode that they were getting a divorce. But then in the same episode, her dad shows up and he already has him a boot. Like, he moved on so fast. <laughs> like, you went from divorce and now you booed up so much that y'all about to all take a trip together in the same episode. Like, okay, maybe y'all just now telling Whitley that y'all get a divorce. And actually, y'all been divorced for a while because he already got him a... He said uh, to Whitley... I have a commitment. I have to take her. So he already in a committed relationship with, uh, what was her name? Monica. He's already Monica. in a committed relationship with Monica. Monica yeah, in the same exact exact episode. So that was a big part of it. Her dad shows up to the dorm. Whitley and her dad are supposed to go on this trip. But Whitley finds out that her dad has a new love in his life. Ooh. And mm. they're about the same age, apparently, because everybody thinks yeah, he's Whitley's sister. <laughs> Dwayne came up. Dwayne was hitting on the girl. <laughs> like, yeah, Whitley, and it's nice to meet, meet, meet your dad and your sister. <laughs> Whitley was like, "This is not, this is not my sister." And then who came right after that? Somebody. Uh, oh, I think it was Denise. Came was like, yeah, I think Whitley, was this must be your sister. Like, okay, this situation is already awkward, and then y'all <laughs> not. Say, she already it. felt bad, and that just made it like ten times worse. <laughs> yeah. Then the dad, he's like, "I care how you feel, but apparently they don't that much because they even stopped." After they talked and they knew she was uncomfortable, they go out and see the mistletoe and kiss like with Whitley standing right there. They oh, actually stop in the door. I was like, "Oh, that's 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 a blow right there." <laughs> like, I was like, "That's that's the dad too." <laughs> clearly, they don't care about how awkward you feel or totally about your feelings because they're doing all this right in front of you. They could have waited. There would have been, you know, other mistletoes, other places. They could have kissed in the car. They're like, yeah, no, Whitley, uh, you're going to suck it up. So a lot of it was watching Monica's and Whitley's dynamic. Obviously, Whitley is highly displeased with the situation. They kind of show her mom when she called her on the phone. She clearly doesn't have a real close relationship with her mom because her mom is just like, hey, Merry yeah. Christmas. I got plans. Peace. Like, She's like, I, I can't talk. Uh, can't take calls right now. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Merry Christmas, mom. Yeah. So you start to feel bad, you know, for Willie. They're starting to build her. And again, we're feeling bad for Willie. Yeah. Seems like that happens every couple episodes. I did feel bad for her in this one for sure. Like you said, they had Dwayne come in. He was kind of the male perspective. Like, why you hating on your dad? You know, he he just trying to be happy and get his groove on. Then the ladies at the table on the other side are like, no. And they're with Whitley and taking up for Whitley. Um, so you kind of yeah. see that that dynamic play out, play out. The other storyline um, that was kind of going along with it as well, because they built this one a lot better, was like Tino said, uh, the Secret Santa, which we had Jaleesa and Maggie got each other as Secret Santa. 
Yeah, that was just that was just hilarious because they were they both got terrible gifts. They were both hating on the gifts. And the thing is, they would complain about the gifts, but they would complain to each other, not knowing they had each other. They're like, oh, at least I didn't get a stack of paper. And she was like, well, you're always borrowing mine. So that's a good gift. But that was just that was she just... had a good comeback though. She like she did. I got yours. What do I need this for? Like <laughs> I use yours because I don't want to use my own. Like Maggie was not planning. Yeah, she was giving some Maggie especially was giving some gifts. She thought they were great and they were awful. But and you know, know Maggie has that weird type of like what did she give her? She gave her like a handmade owl, owl pot eyes, and then she gave her like a voodoo beaded necklace or yeah, something. Yeah, what was that? Or like, was that like a flower pot to hold her? Yeah, a her stri- gifts were straight up terrible. Jaleesa called it a fishing net. So, yeah, and like you said, <laughs> Maggie's a little offbeat, so she would buy gifts that she would like. And I find that's what a lot of people do. Like, my dad taught me that, not directly, but indirectly some years back, because I don't think I had thought about it. And I was buying um buying him a gift card some years back, and I had bought it to one particular restaurant that I like to go to, you know, all the time. And I had never really thought that much about it. He was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I don't really eat there that often, but thank you. I mean, he wasn't even hating or complaining, but that made me stop and think like, oh, you're buying somebody else a gift based on what you like instead right. of based on what they like. And I was like, man, how many people do that like a lot of people do that and i think kind of that's what maggie did she offbeat and she liked kind of weird stuff so she assumed jaleesa would like weird stuff which jaleesa clearly did not <laughs> but i think i think a lot of us do that yeah you know a lot of people just don't like like a lot of people say oh give me your christmas gift but i feel like a lot of people don't want to get exactly what someone suggests like if i ask my sister oh what do you want for christmas and then she would tell me I'm like all right i'll just get something similar just because I it's I don't know I guess it I guess it kind of ruins Christmas if you know what you're getting. Man, not me. If I say, <laughs> if I'd be like, buy me a camera. You walk in with that camera, boom. You'll be, be just that surprise. <laughs> I would be ecstatic, and if you need me to fake the surprise for it, I go ahead and fake the surprise to make you feel great about it. <laughs> or if I'd be like, oh yeah, I want some money. I like blah, 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 dollars. And you walk in with them dollars? Oh, yeah. You need me to put on a show? You know, oh, I'm so, oh, I can't believe you. I bring the surprise and the tears and whatever you need. Hey, I'm with the, I do appreciate, you know, people surprising with gifts. But a lot of people don't surprise well, as we saw in this episode. They don't do a good job. I'd be like, why do you just get me what I asked for? Or sometimes some people's gifts be so I mean, I know people say it's the thought that counts, but some people be buying gifts so that they feel good, and then you be like, I don't really want this, but I want you to feel good, so I'm going to be happy so that you feel good about it. So, I don't know. That's I think that's kind of what they ran into. I can't remember what the other gifts Jaleesa purchased were, or if they even two, showed them. Two piece. I know she got the paper for Maggie. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. Okay, so maybe they just showed that one. Um, but yeah. that was cool. Yep. That, what'd you say? We also missed the, uh, the other secret Santa with, uh, it was D- with Denise and, uh, well, it was Denise and, uh, what's his name? Dwayne. But he actually sent his friend, I think his name was Ron. Ron, his name, Ron? Johnson is back. Yeah. She sent, uh, his friend Ron and he pretty much did everything. Like she brought him breakfast. He washed his clothes. So it was kind of just like a a maid for the day. (laughs) Yeah, which was cool. I was so happy to see they're starting to put Ron back in the Mm -hmm. cast because Ron... He becomes the main character, you said, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Ron, and he's probably in that picture that's behind you. Let me see. Your head's in the way. Yeah, he's on the end. Yep. Um, Yep, he is right at the end. So yeah, their dynamic is so funny. Over the years, uh, Dwayne and Ron, they add a lot to the show and a lot to the cast. I was happy to see them put him back in there because you can see it was funny. It added some comedy just between them uh, coming in that quick. So definitely adding Ron was cool. I thought that was sweet. You know, Dwayne's always trying. I thought that was a good secret Santa gift. He be trying to get his little game on. He be struggling a little bit, but it was, (laughs) I thought it was sweet. I think Denise thought it was sweet um, in the episode. And he was trying to get the mistletoe kiss from everybody, the whole Episode. He was everybody. That's the problem, though. Yeah. Like, Dwayne, you got to pick, uh, like, three or four. You can't go for everyone. Come on. 
yeah, or just one. And if that one's not working, then a different try someone else. But he's like, I'm going to fixate on this one and then try everybody else. <laughs> and then he does it in front of everybody. So it's like, it's like, yeah. That, that would be the other problem. Uh, that would be the other problem. So, yeah, throughout the episode, you have all these different dynamics and things happening. Dwayne carrying around the mistletoe, trying to get a kiss from somebody. Whitley dealing with her dad, who has showed up with Monica. They eventually come together at the, uh, what was that, the Christmas party? Or what were they doing? I can't even remember. Um, but they eventually come together. Christmas party, yeah. At the Christmas party, Monica brings Whitley a gift. And Whitley's like, nah, keep your stupid gift. Not in those words, but... Then Monica, after a while, I guess she had it. She like, look, there's one of two ways this going to go. You could be in the boat or out of the boat. But either way, the boat is going. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, this train is going on the rails no matter what. So either you can join us or we'll leave you in the dust. So you choose. And then five minutes later, Whitley Whitley put on the gift that she just hated on and then went to go kiss her dad and tell Monica Merry Christmas. Whitley came back to reality quick because monica tried to stay chill for a little while even though i noticed she was saying a little stuff because like even at the beginning before they went out the mistletoe door she was like i would like to go back to our room and da 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 i was like oh yeah she tried to get her foot in (laughs) assert her authority or her position in the relationship apparently but i thought that was uh that that was funny and see i thought gonna i thought it was gonna be one of two things either Monica was going to give a gift that was so heartwarming to Whitley. Whitley was going to like her or Monica was going to come out and be like, Whitley, I'm actually like 50 years old. I just look very young. (laughs) Yeah. Those were good guesses. Neither of those happened. Neither of those happened. She's probably more like 25. Yeah. A couple of ages off of Whitley. I think she was only supposed to be a couple of years. And that's that. Like I said, I could see why that would be traumatizing. They just announced the divorce about 15 minutes earlier in the episode. And then here comes your dad with his new date who's going on the trip uh, with y'all. And Denise is like, you didn't expect him to stay alone forever is a quote that she said when her and Whitley were having a heart to heart. I was like, by forever, do you mean the 15 minutes in this episode or (laughs) what what do you mean by forever? So I was thinking they should have probably announced it a couple episodes before and then had the dad show up. But right. they just had Millie come downstairs like, hey, Whitley just found out her parents are getting a divorce. And then we watch her, you know. Oh, and now he's here. And he has a commitment, as he put it. So I thought that was hilarious in the writing. Maybe they just put so little in the last episode. They said, let's throw everything into this one. Because we want y'all to have enough. I don't know. But I thought that was funny. I'm trying to think of anything else that happened. Other than uh... Uh, I think we just missed. Oh, I mean, at the end. So as we said before, Dwayne came in. Mm. The show started off with Dwayne coming in with uh with the mistletoe in front of all the girls. But then at the end of the movies, he had the mistletoe again, and he finally got the kiss from Denise. He did. I was like, oh, his game played off, which he had earned it. Not that you earn those type of things, but like that was nice. He put a lot of effort into the secret Santa gifts and the laundry, and he had putting it work. And Dwayne's a nice guy. <laughs> Uh, but I thought that was cool at the end. I'm like, oh, Merry Christmas, Dwayne. So that was a good little ending. Is that how it ended? I want to say that's how it yep. ended. I thought that was a cool little ending to the show for that week. Anything oh, else? No, it, on that? it actually ended by, um, they. it was Whitley, Denise, and her dad in the little hall, and they were both getting ready to leave. Okay, that sounds great, because I totally don't remember that part. <laughs> they were down at the... <laughs> I still don't after you said it. They I'm gave like, their last Merry Christmas and then they all went out the door. Okay. Okay. I'm sure it's there. My, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I think I slightly remember it because they were all friends then. Then somebody else come down and she said about goodbye to them or Whitley mm-hmm. said goodbye to them or something. I if, think so. I'm not, I'm not sure. If not, we'll Next episode. Add it to, add it to Hood Facts. Episode 11. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they made up for last week with episode 10 for sure. Because I enjoy that one a lot. So let me say this as we go into episode 11, which was called Does He or Doesn't He? This was the first episode that I actually remember watching in times past. Like a lot of them before. Remember I was saying I couldn't remember if I watched the uh, the first episode or the series prior to right. 
yeah, so this next episode, I remember this one for sure because there were certain lines and I knew the exact line of what they were going to say because it was so funny. But let's, let's get into episode. But I, <laughs> you were sitting there reciting lines while watching. <laughs> yo, if the show is funny and it's good, there's certain lines that stick with you throughout the years. In a moment, I'll tell you what one, of them, what one of them was and I'll see if you remember it. But episode 11 was called Does He or Doesn't He? It basically was around Dwayne Wayne and a bet, you know, the bets they're making a TV show, what he would do because we know Dwayne Wayne is always chasing all the ladies, trying to get him a date. The ladies made a bet in the dorm about what he would do if a woman actually did start to advance on him. That was the basis of that. Did my dog dirty, man. They did. It started off with Ron and Dwayne in the library. They set up the episode a little bit if you didn't see it. So Ron looks like he's staying. I'm excited about that. So we saw Ron again. And they're in the library trying to hit on someone else, as is always the case if Dwayne Wayne is somewhere around. She looked a bit older than them. I think she might have been a grad student. Or Hood Facts. I might have just made that up from Hood Facts. But she looked a little bit older. I believe she was a grad student. She's like, there's sharks, barracudas, and guppies out there in manland. And referring to Dwayne and Ron as guppies who are trying to hit on her. Dwayne tries to hit on her and tries his best game, quote unquote, which did not go well. And she turns him down. This is how they get to the bet of whether if she actually did come on to Dwayne, how he will respond. And they decide that she will do that very thing, invite him to her house, hit on him hard and see what he does. Tino, I think you were about to make a comment about this. You have bad friends if they all sit around a table and make bets about you. Like, you don't play with people's hearts. You have bad friends because they was all in on it or willing to be in on it except for Denise. Yeah, they did him dirty, man. They were just in, like, okay, sitting at the table gossiping about the dude, talking about it, laughing, cool, cool, all fun and games. But then you're like, oh, let's all make a bet to see who can leave Dwayne on the most? I'm like, huh? Bro, you you are not my friends. I think you're my friends, but I have one friend here. And this is Denise, because they were all quick to be in on it, quick to be put money on his heart when he would probably get hurt in this situation, Dwayne being Dwayne. But they're like, yeah, I'm in on the bet. So like we said, what, what was the, um? oh, what was her name? Do you remember her name? Uh, the girl? Yeah, that was going to invite him over. I can't remember her name. Um, but she, oh, Peggy, Peggy looks like her name. Okay. Um, so Peggy invites him over to see what he will do. In the meantime, they're trying to keep Denise from telling Dwayne because clearly Denise is his only actual friend and they're going to take this bet. Um, then eventually, if you've seen the episode, this one, I remember for sure, for sure. But eventually Denise tells him as she should about the bet. He's bummed because we know Dwayne is a really nice guy. Well, well, he didn't even believe it at first, but uh, <laughs> another girl came into the room and was like, is Whitley here? I wanted to place a bet. Oh, and Dwayne was like, so how much money is putting up? So how much money they putting up? He was he was heartbroken, man. They did my dog dirty. And just like in every episode, like, it's, it's they kind of have the same themes. Because um, mm-hmm. I think it was Millie. Was it Millie who came down? It was like, is Willie going to I'm not I'm not even sure. I don't think I don't even think I paid attention. I just thought it was a random girl. I was like, I think that's funny that the whole dorm is in on. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it seemed like. <laughs> I was about to say, I think Millie was the one who came down. But as is the theme, like it seems in every episode, if a guy who was chasing a girl or a girl chasing a guy before, if something happens and they suddenly think they have a date or have a date, they always think the other person is jealous. And they were like, oh, you're just telling me this because you're jealous. And now you want to get with me oh, because yeah. somebody else wants me. Or you're jealous because you find that in almost every one of those type setups. So I was like, oh, yep. I thought they would carry it out a little longer, but they instantly killed it. Like, yeah, no, bruh. It's a real thing. So she goes over. He goes over. Oh, no, no. Two couple things happened. Walter Oaks, Sinbad, came back mm-hmm. through um, for another episode. Uh, to talk to Dwayne in the locker room. Dwayne clearly does not know his image that he has on campus. He has his own image of himself in he his mind. He, he thinks he's the man. He really believes he's the man, and clearly Which, everyone else. Weird enough, off screen, Dwayne does look like the man. 
But like in in the show, Dwayne does not look like the man. <laughs> yeah, about that. So yeah, he thinks he's he's the man in his mind, clearly. But uh, Coach Walter, when he tried to break down, like I might look like you know, I got this rap and da 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 da. You might not notice, but he basically confesses what everyone else knows that he has trouble with the ladies and he gets nervous and all this stuff. So Walter has a talk with him. Um, to tell him basically not try to use a rap, which that's another thing in TV and maybe in life, I don't know, but always in TV when guys bring a rap to hit on somebody, you see all that a lot in Fresh Prince, pretty much all the little shows like that. Guys will have some weird rap or some lines that they would say to try to hit on (laughs) a young lady. I've never actually experienced that. Thankfully. In real life, I wonder if it's a thing. Yeah, if anybody is in the chat, you can tap in if you've ever had these experiences. But I haven't had that personal experience where somebody just like, oh, you've been, yeah, that one he's always saying, you've been running through my mind all day. I know you tired, like stuff like that. Like, come on now. Like, you look, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you look like a big juicy steak. I mean, just stuff like, instead of saying, hey, hello, how you doing? On TV, they always, have to come with a rap. And that's basically what Coach Oaks was trying to tell Dwayne instead of trying to come with a rap or come with game. Just be yourself and talk, which hopefully that's what people do in real life. I'm not sure. My experience, you know, thankfully I haven't run into the rap brothers, but uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody else has had a different experience of somebody giving them a rap, a rap line. If you have any folks out there, let us know. Or put it in the comments, even if you're watching on the replay on YouTube later, what has been the craziest line that a guy, or vice versa, has said to you. Thankfully. Oh, you mean like straight up like rap line, like picking a line out of a, a rap song and like No, 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 no. I mean, okay. like rap, like, how they used to one. use it in old TV. Like, this is my gotcha, game. Gotcha. Like, the running through, like, ooh, I know you tired because you've been running through my mind all day. That's what you used to get my number. That's what you used to talk to me. That's what they'd always do on TV. I'm like, do people do that? Or at any point in life, did people actually do that for real? Because, like, if you watch the Fresh Prince series, you know, Will Smith's character did it all the time. (laughs) Just as part of his character. Um, But, yeah, if anybody's experienced that in real life, feel free to put it in in the comments or in the chat or let us know. But that was another thing. So he talks to Walter Oaks, and then after that, he has a chat with Ron. At this point, Dwayne, if you haven't seen the episode, wants to give up. His feelings are hurt. He's crushed because he really liked Peggy, and he finds out everybody's just pretty much made a joke of him. But Ron is like, hold on. You miss an opportunity to still here. Why would you not go just because it's a setup? Like, you can change the game, and then it ain't going to be a setup. So he kind of convinces Dwayne to seize the opportunity. That was good advice, though. Yeah, semi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I don't know if I necessarily want to change the mind of somebody who was willing to go into the relationship deceiving me and embarrassing me in front of the entire campus. I mean, good advice on turning a negative into a positive, but probably not good advice on, you know, you're not the person I'm going to try to be with if you're willing to make me, you know, the laughing stock of the university. We probably shouldn't be friends. (laughs) But he does convince him to go and turn his negative into a positive, which... Kind of worked out. He has his lucky sweater to help him out a little bit. The funniest thing that he did was the cue cards. I'm like, <laughs> bruh, you really need some. Uh, yeah, he was, he was tripping. Yeah, you need some help in this situation. If you got to use key cards, cue cards. That game, that game was out the window at that point. I'm like, oh, Dwayne. Mm, mm, yeah. mm, mm. To make it through your date with pre-laid out jokes. Like, mm. on the table, be like, so wait. Where, where are you from? Yeah, and I can understand situations want? being awkward and you being nervous, but cue cards that, that, I mean, maybe you think about all those things in your mind beforehand, but the actual cue cards was a very Dwayne Wayne type thing. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. So he actually heads over there and he's so nervous. And the line that I just remember from all these years is where she goes to bring the two drinks out of the Coke or Pepsi or whatever is in this thing. And he's like, mm, that look good. I was like, bruh, you are nervous on another level. And I remember that line through all 
<laughs> these years. So that's how I knew for sure. Cause I remember the bet, the bet they made and all that. And that, mm, that a good year, uh, lying after all these years. So, uh, she brings out the drinks. She starts coming on to him and being all over him. He's Dwayne Wayne. So he's nervous as all get out. If y'all don't remember the episode. And then eventually she can't go through with the bet, even though he plays like he doesn't know about the bet. Um, I don't know. What do you think? If that was an actual situation, how would you have responded once if you had a Denise type friend or like a Denise character type friend who told you there was a bet, there was somebody you liked or thought you thought was feeling you, you find out that there's actually a bet that is taking place that you don't know about. How do you respond after that? I would have been pretty hurt, man. I don't think I would have played it like Dwayne played it. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't still try to, you know, be friends with the girl. I would have just been like, I, I don't know. I, I would have been hurt though. I wouldn't did the way. I wouldn't have been done it the way that Dwayne did. I probably would have just called everything off. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's tough to recover from, and maybe because he had the friend. And I it's guess if like gonna... you really like the girl, you're like, dang, she really like she liked me back. She about to give right. me a chance. And you find out it was all just for fun and games. You like. And it's wow. it's one thing if somebody play you privately, but if somebody play you publicly as a group, yeah, it's just like mm. that's a whole. So you see these level. people every day. It's like mm. right. I'm like, mm, I don't think we could be friends, you know, at all yeah, after that. I think I would be done and ready to go just hide somewhere. But yeah, he went anyways. Eventually even though he pretends that he doesn't know he knows already. But eventually she tells him because he's so nice. And even in his goofiness, he's like oddly charming and funny. And she began her conscience a little late, but eventually starts to get the best of her. She reveals why she did it in the first place. She was mad at him because she thought he was a creep, which I guess is understandable because if you only see him hitting on everybody at all times and then he hit on you, she was trying to get back at him, which is a weird reason to be really mean um still but she reveals why she did it and then you know they kind of make up and the play make it up. off yeah kind of yeah one more what'd you say i remember one like he was like uh his she turned on the music he was, he was like mm, music i love the stuff <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Bruh>. okay <laughs> me too you're in trouble <laughs> that's why everything he was over complimenting over commenting be like bro you have too much nervous energy and it's all spilling out right now and the goofy laugh it was cute though and i was like oh in the end you kind of see Dwayne really is a nice guy and he really does just want you know you think to be with one girl on a date and have all that but it's not working out so he's not doing a good job of figuring out how to navigate that but she saw he was nice and funny in the end, and they made up. Then they're like, what are we going to do from here? What do we tell everybody about this bet? Because even everybody else started feeling bad. They made the bet about Dwayne. So, because right. I think there was a part where Maggie was talking to Jaleesa, like, man, we shouldn't have made this bet. No kidding, guys. You're terrible friends. You guys are terrible friends still, even at the end. But they decide how they're going to go out and tell people the bet when the bet went not literally tell people, but they kind of play it like Dwayne was the man and they just walk in together. And Millie, uh, I think I keep confusing the two, but I didn't mean to say Millie earlier, but I do mean to say Millie now. I think she was the one that won. And she was the only one who voted for Dwayne. And probably because she's oh, weird for too. Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> so she was rooting for the odd people. You know, she was a little strange too. So I think she voted for him. So that was pretty much that episode. I would say they definitely made up this week, it was a lot, lot more entertaining this week. Uh, episode 11 was the first episode I actually remember watching from the first time around and not just re-watching now. But I think episodes 10 and 11 definitely were a lot more entertaining than oh, last yeah. week. Uh, these are probably some of the best episodes, the ones we had this week. Yeah. They had a lot going on. And in the episode, uh, well, episode 11, I, we saw some more Jordans. At the end of the episode, Dwayne had a pair of Jordan 2s on. I think they were oh. Chicago's. So Jordan was in there even then. I don't even know oh, if yeah. I noticed. Uh, did I notice Dwayne's Jordans? I may have and thought yeah, it was see, the other show. Jordan 2s, you can't spot them as much as other retros because it looks like it's just like a common shoe. It's more of a low-key Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they was in there with the Jordans, though. Anything else on that particular episode? But, yeah, I'm, I was ready to give up mm -hmm. on Different World after 
you know, those first several episodes, but these two definitely stepped up the game and they're beginning to introduce the part of the show that I remember. Uh, so hopefully yeah. it starts to go forward here with the characters adding Ron. I'm happy to see Ron. So I hope he continues to be in the episodes and yeah, I hope they continue to transition the show before season one is over, but we will see. So we'll keep watching for now. Cause I was about to scrap it. If these two episodes this week weren't good, we were about to move off this. Uh, we were about to move <laughs> off different world, but we'll keep going. Cause that was actually pretty good. So as we transition over to family matters, episode 10, and 11, episode 10 was called false arrest for anybody who didn't see the episode it was basically they had a fictional america's favorite tv dad the whole family loved this tv show i was wondering if it was supposed to be based on like a reverse of different strokes i'm not super familiar with the different strokes series but i do believe there was like a, a caucasian guy who adopted two african-american kids and in family matters they had like the african-american dad who they purposely pointed out had um adopted the rich i think it was a rich and they had adopted two um caucasian kids so i think they were flipping different strokes maybe but i'm not as familiar with different strokes to know but it was called the buddy good rich show and he was a favorite but it turns out that he was not such a nice guy tino at all <laughs> not very smart either yeah why do you say that because uh well he assaulted a police officer uh police officer to begin with so uh it's a problem i don't think that was a uh, <laughs> someone so, so something that someone smart would do but no yeah so mr goodrich was uh that wasn't you know the main guy of the show and then uh, the family was tripping out about him and everything. So Carl, I didn't get that. So Carl actually came into contact with him. It seemed like by accident, though. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think he was going to get the tickets or something. And then he saw a car in the handicapped okay. spot okay. on the way. And it happened to be, which would be a real coincidence in life, but it just happened to be his car. But he was just going in to tell whoever's car was, could you move out the handicaps? Oh, so he was going to get tickets from the studio in the first place. Seems like he almost said he was passing by it, didn't he? It was weird. That's what I thought. I thought it was just like completely random. Like, oh, let's drive by. Oh, there's a car. Right. Mr. Goodrich, what? (laughs) Seems like almost car would play it off intentionally because... He knew he was going to be there. That would be the biggest coincidence in life. Because, yeah, I think you're right. I think it said he was passing by it. So the box office must have been somewhere else. And in the biggest coincidence in life, yeah, he happened to find the one car in the city of Chicago, nonetheless. I know. (laughs) In the big city of Chicago that happened to be Buddy Goodrich's car in the handicap spot. But, yeah, so Carl gets there. He goes backstage. And uh, he tells the assistant that – there's a car in a handicapped spot, and he said, oh, that's that's Mr. Goodrich's car. They pull him out. He's talking to Carl, and he was just not having it at all. He was like, terrible I'm person. too famous to move my car. He's like, okay, get, Carl said, get your assistant. It's like, you're not getting the point. I'm too famous to walk. So it's like, <laughs> my car's staying right there. And he just start like, <laughs> and he just got mad, started shoving the police officer. He swung on him. Like, is this like, what is it? Who does this dude think he is? Just like yeah. <laughs> invincible. And bro, you're next level. Cause like you said, he could have got the assistant. Like you don't even have to go move it yourself. Your assistant yeah. is literally in the room with you. Like you don't even have to call him or go get him. He's literally in the same room with you. But just based on principle, he like, nah, I am. Apparently the the right I in the am. front and I'm not moving. And also I don't care that you're a police officer, Carl, nor do I care that you're an African-American police officer. None of those things matter to me. Like, did he push him twice? Then I was like, oh, he just swung on him on. Uh, I was surprised. Like, Carl, like, let the guy push him. Like, I feel like if that was any police officer in today's, no matter what color, I feel like like that would have been instant out of here. Like, a, you're getting locked up. It's clearly a different, um, it's a different time now. Even that episode yeah. would play differently all together in this time feelings people would probably have would be totally different the whole thing would yeah you're right would be yeah we're down carl Carl had good restraint uh for sure he did which which is i mean good to a certain extent which you know that's a lot of stuff that's going on right now that people are saying well yeah that's good to a certain extent yeah but when he swore i'm like oh yeah no that's time to go yeah that was game over i'm like bro (laughs) you pushed me twice and now okay okay 
and he pushed him he pretty hard because Curry ain't the smallest. Wait, Curry ain't the smallest guy. I mean, and he pushed him some distance. You know, he did, he did. But you see, Carl had the reflexes. He swung Carl's head, boop. Yeah, and he, he did. caught him real quick. I'm like, why couldn't you do that on the uh, the two the two enemies on the uh, that that one episode with the see, with the uh, the stakeout. What had happened? He went to a training after that, and they was like, "Oh, uh, since you had to have your mom beat up the criminal, we gonna send you uh, to this uh, defense training, offense training, okay. and everything in between okay. training for surviving in the fight." So he went to Got that in between oh. the episodes, you know, because they had sent him. Because you know, they were yeah. like, "You can't have your mom." Yeah. yeah. So that's what that they didn't put that in there, but I had seen it. Like, that was they like, put it in hook side, facts. like filler episode. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it was read it. You know, you did you right there. It was in hook right. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the it was in the uh, appendix. Right. <laughs> 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 it was in there. But speaking of terrible people, because Buddy Goodrich was definitely terrible. Like, kind of like that last episode with the people that you think are supposed to be your friends. Carl's family. When he come, came mm. home and told them what happened, they were kind of trash, because they took Buddy's side, all of them. But they they were just like you arrested the most famous dad in America. Like, like who do you think you are? The kid was like, uh, what? What's the, I forgot the daughter's name, but she said, uh, what did he do? He was like, well, he, he swung on me. She was like, well, that's it. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Mad storming up the steps. I'm like, man, your family didn't have your back yeah. at all. I think Harriet kind of did, as is usually the case. Yeah. And then the way uh, he, Mr. Goodrich got on TV, he was like, yeah, <laughs> then it's uh, this corrupt cop, Mr. <laughs> Officer Carl Winslow. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you don't, not only did you swing on me, you done made me look bad in the paper because I look like I'm just a crazy cop arresting somebody super nice. Corrupt. And we've had so many stories, which we won't go too far into because I try to keep this light, but we've had so many stories of people who kind of appear one way, you know, on TV, and then you find out all these stories, so which is funny, so many years yeah. later. But he completely flipped the story like Carl just arrested him for no reason. Then he tried to come through, holler at the family, the family who's trash right now, in my opinion, <laughs> who's still on Buddy's side instead of their dad. And he tries to smooth talk the family so that he can smooth talk Char uh, Charles, Carl into, um, so he can smooth talk him into dropping the charges. Carl has integrity, clearly, and the family is eavesdropping with the door all the way open. Yeah, How big funny. is this kitchen? Not big. <laughs> You can't see that all of them are in the door with the door 100%. Every way he walks, he just doesn't face the door. Right. You don't see the reflection in the glass. I'm like, okay, buddy, you real self-absorbed. Self you even more self-absorbed than I recognize because you ain't seen all them spying on the conversation. Uh, so they didn't even show it like with two shots on one side of the door and then the other side. No, they had the door completely open. They obviously hear that. Buddy has made all this up and he's actually a really terrible person or he at least, at the very least, does very terrible actions or terrible things. He may not be a terrible person, but he definitely needs some, some, he has some issues and definitely he's trying to set up Carl and threaten him because he didn't fall for his tactics, but the family heard it and then basically they kick him out and become nice to Carl again and believe him, which they probably should have done in the first place because they've known TV dad just on TV, and they've lived with their dad their whole life. Yeah. Well, the good news behind everything is that they had a trial. They they did like a little time jump weeks later, but they had a trial, and Mr. Goodrich was uh he was guilty. So yeah. and he, he, <laughs> they actually said the assistant snitched in that Mr. Goodrich then punched his lawyer for losing. Oh, the I didn't case. catch that. So, I didn't catch that. that was he was probably <laughs> he just started punching everyone. I didn't catch that the assistant was the one who snitched. Yeah, he, he was the one that snitched on That makes sense, because I'm sure if that's how he acts, imagine how he treated that assistant who was with him. Oh, all the yeah. Time. He was Which is another guy. common thing in shows like this, when yeah. you got the famous guy, the assistant always gets treated like dirt. Yeah, so about that. Tino, what are you watching? Yes. What am I watching? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh you can see. <laughs> those of you who are watching this, either live or on the replay. That's all we're going to say about that. On to episode 11, which was entitled The Quilt. I was going to let that go for a little while, but 
If y'all was wondering why I was talking so much, Tino just kept leaving this in silence and I didn't want the conversation to drop many times throughout this episode. If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple Music or on any other uh, platform, I didn't want the conversation to drop. If you're wondering why I'm talking so much today, you've just found out why. This is my show. Tino, episode 11. It's called The Quilt. The Quilt was not as entertaining to me, but I'm entertaining to myself, as you guys can see. Uh, the, the Quilt was not as entertaining to me, but it was okay. Uh, it was about basically Laura selling her family's quilt. I thought that was a cool idea with The Quilt, though, in general. But as far as carrying a whole episode, I think it was a little thin. But that whole episode yeah, was... Yeah, the whole thing being grown. Yeah. A, a blanket. It's kind of like a... I don't see how I really can be. Yeah, it was a pretty, it was a pretty dead episode compared to some of the other ones. I thought the idea was I think was we sweet, forgot though. to mention uh, Steve Urkel. Was that in oh, episode 10? That was I think Steve Urkel 10. was at the start of episode 10. He was, the weightlifting. Yeah, he was working out with Eddie and he flexed on him. Eddie was like, uh, yeah, that, that that's something. You got, you got, you got some, you got something there. You got some skin. <laughs> Bro, I gotta see how old Steve Urkel was supposed to be when he first comes into the show. Because how much older is Eddie? Because Eddie looks like a monstrosity compared to Steve, who looks like, like they don't even look, you know, Urkel looks like a little, little child. And then Eddie looks like a man child. I'm like, are they supposed to be close in age? Because 12. Because Jaleel White was really, really small when he first came into Family Matters. He was, he, he was 12, so I'm not sure if he was 12 on the show or 12 in real life. Oh, if Jaleel White was 12 or if... Um, yeah. I wonder how... Do you see how old Eddie's character was? I think his name is... Oh. What is his name? Last name, McCrary. Darius McCrary, I think is his name. Because they look... Their size difference just looked so... I'm like, was he just that much younger or was Steve Urkel... Who's forty six? No, I'm just playing. That's, that's yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually follow him on uh, Facebook or one of the socials. That's a high top. It looks like this is usually my time where I kind of start to lay low on social media for a little while. But we have the podcast, so that I'm not sure. We're going to get to that next episode for the for everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was just curious. He just looks so th- their size contrast was so large i was just curious like are they supposed to be close to the same age because eddie you could tell had kind of like the high school muscular thing happening then steve he was so small he trying to lift a little weight thing you know laura is going to be able to come in and just lift it immediately Um, but i did forget about that they had steve in the opening again and from what we've heard next episode he should become a part of the cast so i look forward to that but i did forget about that um but back to episode 11, the quilt. I thought it was a cool concept, though. Not for an episode, whole episode. But what they their family did with the quilt, it told a bit of their family history. And they would oh, pass wow. the quilt down from person to person. So someone right. in the family would take some article. Once the person had passed away, someone, the daughter, I think, in the family would take some article of something important from a family member, like if it was, you know, a piece of, I don't know, uniform or a piece of uh, a dress or a piece of whatever, they would take that and sew it into the quilt and keep passing it down from generation to generation to generation. So the quilt had generations, in essence, of history on it, which I thought that was an incredible concept, an incredible idea. And I wonder if some people do that for real. It was kind of boring sure for a whole episode, but <laughs> I thought the concept of the quilt yeah, it was, it was really really cool. cool and then what was so, funny was that lady like lady so for anybody who didn't see the episode laura the daughter is having a garage sale trying to sell all this old stuff her grandmother tells her you can sell anything except for this quilt of course she's going to sell the quilt because that's what tv is but a lady comes the lady comes in no she's talking to a kid the kid clearly is saying my grandmother says don't sell this and she's like i'm gonna convince this child to sell me this thing, knowing she's not supposed to. She finessed her. Also on the list of terrible people. Like, why are you trying to finesse the minor, though? <laughs> this is a kid. She finessed her. And how about when they so, went to the gallery? 
she was still like, nah, she sold it to me. I'm like, uh, Carl, are there no laws here about business transactions with minors? She clearly doesn't <laughs> care that this is a child. She knows she took advantage of her. She's just like, yeah, y'all go buy it for $2,000. I got my quilt. We, yeah, she's just like, I got my quilt. <laughs> and I, I actually researched that. It looks like, uh, so they're two years apart, actually, Eddie Winslow and Steve Urkel. Wow. So that means at most, if Steve, if Steve Urkel was 12, Eddie was 14, like at most. But wow. at, like today, uh, Eddie Winslow is, which is his real name is Darius McCray, but oh, okay. or Darius McCray, something like that. Oh, but he's six two actually. Like, oh yeah, I mean, as of right dude. now, he's like forty something, and he's six two. And Steve Urkel is a five eleven. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I, I've I've surely seen him because I follow his page or his something on Facebook. So he, so he's just a, he was just a pretty tall guy, and Steve Urkel was just a pretty short guy. So them two next to each other was just like a huge difference. Yeah, even their body types. I mean, I guess for uh, young men in high school, you do start to grow really fast. So twelve. But I mean, two year difference, Steve Urkel. What I mean, uh, Eddie was he was a bigger guy. Yeah, I think twelve is what middle school versus fourteen. You hit in high school, so he was probably starting to hit that. You know going toward adulthood, growth spurt. Uh, Jaleel right. White was still in his middle school. Uh, but I just thought that was so funny. He looked so tiny compared to him. So I'm interested in seeing what early uh, Steve Urkel does because I can't remember it all. But we'll see next week, hopefully, when they jump into that. But that was pretty much that. I don't think anything else really happened in the quilt episode. Of course, Eddie saves the day because uh, he has a picture. He's the worst picture taker in the history of picture takers. And he accidentally takes a picture of the lady's license plate, trying to take a picture of the mailbox. So they're able to track her down. Eventually, with many tears, Laura convinces her to sell the quilt back to her. But the lady was like, nah, I don't care, stupid child. Get out of here. You don't have my money for the first half of the conversation. (laughs) I don't care that this is your family history. Give me my money. I finessed you on purpose. Uh, But she eventually, after... Uh, what's her name? I can't think of her real name, but the one who plays Laura, she did a pretty good job, especially as a kid pulling off the sadness of the moment. I hate seeing oh, kids yeah. cry in fake life or real life. I just that is a. I just thought about that. That is a. I think a pretty known actor, isn't it? The the kid Laura. I think I saw. I wonder what she looks like as an adult. I've probably seen her in movies. Her name eludes me right now. What's her? What's her? Her name is. Oh, I cannot pronounce that. Oh, okay. Kelly Shanning G. Williams. <laughs> okay, maybe I've never pronounced it. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I, maybe that's why I don't remember it. But uh, yeah, she did a good job as a kid actress, pulling off the really sad and emotional scene. Uh, there we go. Look at that. New research and development. <laughs> we need to uh we need to up our research and development team. But yeah. I know, man. We to... I definitely can't pronounce that. Kelly. Yes. I'm just not one. even about to do that to myself. <laughs> you heard my pronunciation. Yes. Yeah, so I think if, we're gonna leave we leave it at that. <laughs> if y'all watch on the replay or if you're watching the live stream, read it off the screen because we can get Kelly in. Williams, the other one. I, it's just something in me that wants to try, but I don't think that's right. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it alone. I'm just gonna, just gonna leave it alone. It doesn't look that hard, so it's it's deceiving and makes you want to jump at it because it doesn't look that hard until you get ready to well, say it. I'm like, I'm like, like a substitute teacher to the point where like I'm just like terrible at pronouncing pronouncing names. <laughs> like, if I ever did a sub job, like the students would all laugh. I don't think they would hate. Or actually, no. Some students get pretty mad when you pronounce their their name wrong. I, yep. That was always funny in class. They were pronouncing wrong and they would correct the teacher. Like it's not their teacher fault. Blame your parents. <laughs> That's true, but they they should blame their parents. But you gotta think. By the time they get to you, they've been dealing with the name thing for years. Yeah. So it's just over the years. You're like, oh, you are a Ron. That, that's when I never got a a Ron. Oh, you've heard people pronounce that as a a Ron. Yeah, a a Ron. Like seriously. Like, no, it, it's Aaron. Teachers, you've heard pronounced Aaron as A.A. Ron? I heard that multiple times. 
I didn't expect you to say that. I would just, I would, mark me asking today. I don't even care. I just. Maybe it's not as common. So Aaron used to be a really, really common name. So I think teachers back in the day were really used to seeing Aaron, but maybe it's not as common um, once you came up. A-A-Rod. It must not have been as common for a few years by the time you guys came up. So yeah, A-A-Rod, that's a, that's, that's, that's quite the name, but yeah. It's your parents' fault if they name you something over the river and through the woods, but you must bear the brunt of it, as many do. But as we begin to wrap up this episode, as always, I want to encourage you guys, if you like this, please like, subscribe, share it. If you're on the go, as always, you can listen to the podcast wherever you find platforms to just catch the audio-only version of it. That's always up. Um, usually by the latest the day after we do the live streams and you can catch the replay of the live streams every week on the fire one productions youtube channel if you ever watch on facebook and you wonder where it goes it heads on over to the fire one channel if you don't stream it from the i mean fire one youtube channel if you don't stream it from there already tino anything i'm forgetting yeah. Or you wanted to add? Yes, you are forgetting something. Oh, we have to do shoe, shoe corner. Shoe corner. You bought them things back. Did we have a talk did about bring, this? Did I have? Did I bring these? Not those particular ones. These. Not those particular ones. But we had to talk about this, didn't yeah, we? So we have another pair of Yeezys today. I thought our bought Brent would bring them just because they they just recently came out a couple of days ago. So these are three fifty. Studio is a big fan of Yeezys. Clearly, if you guys. No. So those look just like the other ones. What are you talking about? They just came out. They're just a different just, color. Yeah, different colorway. That's you know that's how shoes do it. Same silhouette, different color. This is ridiculous. Didn't we discuss this So this is this another already? pair of Yeezy three fifties. Oh, so they're the same number thing as the thing. Yeah, the same number, just different color, different silhouette. But yeah, I like them. They're comfortable. This shoe. Can you guess the price of this? All right, guess the retail price and then guess the resale price. Um, three fifty for the retail or resale. Oh come on! I thought. I was how gonna... much does the, the store, like Adidas themselves, how much would they sell them for? And then on the resale market, how much do you think they go for? Two fifty and four hundred. Okay, it's actually two twenty. Man, I was close. Three hundred. Two twenty and three hundred. I couldn't remember what you said last time. I was trying to, I was trying to remember sort of what you said on the last pair. I was like, it got to be something close, but I couldn't remember yeah. all the way. That's yeah, you were close on the first guess. 215300 I was like, was that the second price he said and it went higher after that? Or was that the first price he said and it went higher after that? That's why I was like, okay. Yeah, not, not that expensive. Just... I just have to talk about the fact that they don't... They're, they uh, Let me just say, it. there's lots of people that like them and that's great. They just don't tickle my fancy. Yes. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to buy you some for Christmas. Just No, how about you buy me... What were we talking about last week? Jordan's. How about you buy those? I'll take those. <laughs> Remember we talked about the gifts that people buy you stuff that they like versus we, you buying the gifts <laughs> of the stuff that the people like? Let's you're right, you're to, right. Let's circle yeah. back to that conversation and let's settle on Jordans. Since you had to go to Puerto Rico last week, I believe. How was Puerto Rico? Oh, I did. It, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'm co- I'm hoping we catch Greg in the next one and okay, I bring out okay. my flute. We don't yeah. need a holiday. The flute we'll, which we'll is see. also we'll see my recorder. Episode. That flute also caught a yeah. recorder. Well, I, I play in both, so you know, I pull okay, out both. whatever we need. It don't even matter to me. But so hopefully we catch him in the next stream, which would be episodes one and two. We gonna have to um like we did a pause for the Christmas, you know, because recorder is very nineties and earlier. They gave those to us in elementary. I'm gonna have to uh gonna have to have a battle one of these days or versus. Oh yeah, we should have once, a recorder stream. I'm down. Saying once the word get out that you talking, you know, junk and calling him out, we might. I have pull to out the clarinet too. I mean, any wow. anything three trombone. But oh, I, you play I, all I, instruments now. Apparently. Everything. Just, come on. But no, <laughs> yeah. I can play the clarinet and fl- the the recorder. In the recorder. Okay, yeah. We'll we'll yep. see if he responds to your challenge uh, soon. I don't know if he would try to play a recorder or do something else, but we might have to have some type of battle of things. So y'all look out for the 90s, a new battle of things. <laughs> and anyhow... Get your bets ready, man. You said what? I said get your bets ready. Yeah, about that. About that. So yeah, with that being said... <laughs> 
with that being said, I don't think I really have anything else. You got anything else? I, I think that's it. Think that's you said it. next episodes are what? Just in case. Uh, one and two, a.k.a. 12 and 13. 12. As we said before, you can catch Family Matters on Hulu, which most of you guys have because most of you guys have Sprint. And you can catch episodes 12 and 13 of A Different World on Amazon Prime, which 99.9% of all of you have Amazon Prime. So you have Amazon Prime Video, so you can catch that. So other than that, we'll catch you guys in the next one. So 99.9% Amazon Prime, and then most of us have Sprint. Yes. Both of those yeah. verified and hood facts. Yeah. <laughs> hood facts. Look that up in Hood Facts. Till next week, y'all. We out. Thank <laughs> you.